Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Coming to you live from our Elliott Avenue studios of Sports Radio 93.3 KJRFM. This is Sounders Weekly with your host, Jackson Feltz. Good evening and welcome into Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here on this beautiful Tuesday night. Thank you for spending it here with us. Talking all things Seattle Sounders FC soccer and we have a massive Massive show for you this evening. Joining us in five minutes will be the analyst on Apple TV, the lead analyst for Apple TV's MLS coverage here this season as MLS has gone to the streaming service, Apple TV, MLS season pass. Make sure you get it if you haven't yet to watch all the Sounders matches. And the lead analyst for Apple is a man named Taylor Twelman, who many of you probably know from ESPN. Uh, Taylor Twelman now with Apple, and he will be on the with our good friend Jake Ziven for Saturday's game between Seattle Sounders and LAFC at Lumen Field. Taylor will join us in just about five minutes to talk about Sounders LAFC. Want to talk to him about everything else going on in MLS this year and his take on the United States men's national team situation. More news on that just in the last 24 hours. It's a wild situation and hopefully I have time to ask Taylor what his answer would be to the craziness going on with that program right now and maybe he can throw out a head coach or two he would like to see in that position if it isn't Greg Berhalter coming back so Taylor Twelman in five minutes we're going to do something special here uh, starting now on Sounders Weekly for the next month for the next four weeks we are going to be doing a four part conversation with the Sounders new general manager Craig Weibel Weibel was the sporting director last year he has moved into the general manager role with Garth Logger heading to Atlanta. So, you know, Craig and I sat down for about 40, 45 minutes this morning out there at Starfire, and we talked about everything under the sun relating to his job and relating to the Sounders where they're at right now. So, part one tonight, you'll hear his thoughts on where this team is at at 2-1 and one, heading into this LAFC game this week. And over the next three weeks or four weeks, uh, we're going to be doing a four-part conversation where you're going to kind of get to know and learn more about about Craig personally, about what he is going to bring to the general manager role, how he is going to leave his mark on the Sounders, and uh, how he's going to lead this team back to the success we've seen over the last six or seven years. So, a lot to get to with Craig Weibel over these next four weeks. Part one today coming up towards the bottom of the hour today in our second segment. And then, as always, we will have Ari Leonwall taking us around the league in our final segment, where we are going to be doing an in-depth preview for LAFC and everything that they are bringing to Lumen Field. That game is going to be coming at one twenty-five. That's the kickoff this Saturday at Lumen Field. Our Providence Swedish pre-match show will begin at 1 o'clock, and you can listen to that game on the sound. FC stream, which you can find on the iHeartRadio app. If you just go in there and search Seattle Sounders FC, you should be finding our stream there on iHeartRadio 
for Sounders Soccer. I'll also remind you that you can actually listen to our call for KJR by bringing up the home radio call on the Apple TV app while you're watching. So make sure to do that and listen to KJR every time you watch on home games, specifically home games on Apple TV. We just have a couple minutes before Taylor jumps on the air here, and we're joined by Taylor Twelman. Really quickly to touch on the Cincinnati loss for the Sounders, and I'll ask Taylor about it too. But for me, you know, it's frustrating. It looked a lot like a loss you would see last year where you just have a couple things go against you in the second half. Obviously, the goal on a giveaway, um, you know, just a two-minute period where there were a couple giveaways there, and Brenner made him pay. Uh, Stefan Fry even got a hand of the ball, and, you know, nine times out of ten, we were at training talking about this earlier today, nine times out of ten, when Stefan Fry gets the hand of that ball, it's a save. That time, Brenner puts enough behind it where it still goes into the back of the net. And then you have a Yamar goal disallowed there in the 90th minute. Before anything else, yes, that was a foul. If you watch it back, whips his arm out. That was a fair foul. It just is so unfortunate. And the Sounders played really well in the second half, uh, but they just could not get that equalizer against Cincinnati. So uh, to me, you know, not necessarily the way they played, but in terms of just the way that we talk about the game, it's unfortunate because it feels like so many losses last year. And, and Jeremiah Ocean, a Sounder at heart, he had this great stat out at training today. I didn't even know it. In the Sounders' last 10 away matches... They're 0-9-1, and here's the craziest part. They've led in four of them, Jeremiah said. Uh, That's amazing. So just unlucky things on the road. You think back to Orlando last year, and you think back to L.A. last year. Sounders just unlucky not to be getting more points on the road. No points from the trip to Cincinnati, but LAFC coming up this Saturday. And joining us right now here on Sounders Weekly, we are so honored to have the lead analyst for Apple TV for MLS broadcast. He's on the call for Sounders LAFC this Saturday. Taylor Twelman. Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time. Welcome to Sounders Weekly, sir. Thanks for having me on. And you do know like 85% of the Sounders fans that love this show. Immediately when you said my name, they turned the show off. You know that, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I think there are many other <laughs> names in, in the soccer broadcasting industry uh, in our country that would make them turn it off. But I don't think you're one of them. I don't think so. Uh, Taylor, there's a million things we have to talk about. Uh, we'll try our best to keep it within 10 minutes here. Um, but because you're on the broadcast for Sounders LAFC this Saturday, we got to just start off with with your uh, expectations takeaways impressions of seattle's first three games and the season ahead in a year where you know the number one goal obviously above all else is get back to the playoffs Uh, how do you think seattle's looking yeah seattle's look good uh seattle looks like they've got a chip on their shoulder uh jordan morris in particular looks like he's energized and ready to go so uh i i like what i see from seattle i think you know the struggles last year with injuries, missing the playoffs, uh, the, the way the world, you know, FIFA World Cup played out, Club World Cup, excuse me, and, and just they look like they were, they're out to prove something. You know, they were a little hard done by, I thought, against Cincinnati, even though Cincinnati played them well. Um, I, I think if Rui Diaz is healthy, a Bears healthy. You've got yourself real depth at that nine. You look at Jordan Morris, as I said. I think defensively they're sound. I, 
listen, since LAFC's come into this league, I've circled Seattle LAFC every single year, and so it, nothing's changed. I just think right now the way LAFC is playing and the sh- you know the chip on the shoulder type of feeling back with Schmetzer and the Seattle Sounders, I think we get ourselves a real good game. I think you're absolutely right, and you mentioned there the health of the team, if they stay healthy. It's a big if. A Bears already hurt. He has already an injury that's going to keep him out, you know, two to four weeks, and as long as I don't think both of them are out at the same time, things could go well for Seattle, but that's the big question. You know, LAFC side, Taylor, and Taylor Twelman's our guest, lead analyst uh, for MLS Season Pass on Apple TV. You know, we've seen these last you know couple weeks, you know, three wins, including Champions League. Um, you know, they're a different team with Without Bale and without uh, Chicho, but I would just love your impressions on, on on how good they look in the early stages of this year, and maybe how good they look compared to where I know a lot of soccer fans saw them last year as kind of the, the world beaters that won a lot of hardware. I I think you can make an argument they're playing better now than they were last year, but wow. I think last year's team may have been a little deeper. This this is going to be a very interesting year, and I think honestly it's going to be the trend on how LAFC is judged, uh, I, I think every six months they're going to flip the script. I think the way Timothy Tillman played the other night against the Revolution was interesting. You know, I, that, that's real depth. He looks like he's a little bit better than what Latif Blessing was for Steve Torondolo last year. But this summer they're going to have to make a big decision with Safuentes. They made a big decision getting rid of Chicho Arango, and, mm-hmm. and yet – when you look at it, Bowanga looks like the world beater. But Bowanga and Apoku look like they fit each other much better than they did last year. So there's depth there. I just don't know if it's as deep as it was last year. But I think you can make an argument right now. They're playing better in the first two games. And if you include CONCACAF Champions League, the first three games, they've looked better than maybe they did last year, which is, I think, scary for the rest of MLS. It's really scary just watching them in that 4 nothing win they had. You know, just the way that that midfield moves. And, and the, I mean, they've always been so good in that final throw. I mean, they're just they're stacked. And, yeah, as a Seattle fan uh, and broadcaster, I'm extremely scared for this Saturday. Uh, but like you said, it should be a very exciting one. Taylor Twoman's our guest on the call with our friend uh, Jake Zivin. How's Jake, by the way? It's, it's he's, he's been on the show a, a number of times each year, and, and it, it's so cool. I heard you guys are doing Charlotte, Atlanta. Uh, how's Jake doing? Uh, how are your calls going? Uh, I think uh, that'd be a better question for Jake. Like, is Jake okay traveling, having dinners with me? <laughs> you know, you might want to ask him after about three, four weeks. He's one of the nicest guys ever, and I think he drew the short straw traveling with me every week. So <laughs> uh, I wish all the best to Jake Zivin, and hopefully he can survive it. Well, how do you think Apple broadcasts are going? Just, I mean, I watched the you guys' Charlotte Atlanta broadcast, and, you know, it seems like these Apple broadcasts, you know, the, the obviously the, the picture quality, is just insane. I mean, it's just you know jaw dropping and the extra cameras. It, it feels like you know the, the league, our league as a whole, has taken a step up with these really high level broadcasts. It feels like. Yeah, I would agree with you. I think obviously you you we all need to realize Rome isn't built in a day, and right. there's plenty of room to grow. But to get up and running and to show the fans, you know, the foundational pieces of cameras and, and audio. And just the ability, you know, with MLS 360, just to cover the league with the same energy and the same aspirations that the league has, I think that's the exciting part. But the more exciting part is where it's going to grow and where it's going to get to. And ultimately, you know, we got to take it there. But I think 
all in all, three weeks in, everyone's enjoying themselves, but also everyone's motivated to take it to another level. I agree. So I think that's true. And you know, the little things here and there, and and they're all getting worked out. And it, I, I've just found the broadcast to be very entertaining. You know, watching the Charlotte Atlanta broadcast, for example. And I mean, obviously Seattle. I think a lot of Seattle fans have a one eye, or at least part of an eye, on what's going on down in Atlanta because Garth Lagerway departs Seattle sort of abruptly there in the winter and then now here he is you know leading that Atlanta United squad from the top uh, what do you think that that Garth Lagerway is going to be able to do in Atlanta that maybe he was or wasn't able to do in Seattle I think there's a bigger checkbook uh, <laughs> and I don't think any Sounder fan is going to be upset with me saying that yeah. I just think it's a reality of the situation I mean the amount of money that Atlanta spends just in transfer fees when Luis Arushu is $12 million and the 22 under-initiative players are $5 million, $4 million. It's just a, it, it's a different group. I find the biggest storyline with Garth Lagerwey going to Atlanta is the fact that he still has not hired his first coach in his entire career. And so it's interesting to me when you look at it, Obviously, Schmetzer and, and how successful he was. Garth came into that situation. Jason Kreiss at RSL. And now you look at this with Atlanta. Gonzalo Pineda, former Seattle Sounder assistant coach, is now, you know, I, I'm on the record. I'll stay on the record. He's, he's coaching for his job. And Garth Lagaway knows that and Gonzo knows that. And yet, look at the, the way the team has looked in the first three games. I just find that interesting. Imagine if Garth Lagaway and Gonzalo Pineda turn, turn this thing around immediately, and then it's going to be another job where Garth Lagerway is like, wow, I, I never got to hire my coach. <laughs> it's funny how that works out exactly like that. I think, you know, if Garth, if you could promise Garth the run he had in Seattle from 2016 through 2022, and you can promise him that run. He'd sign it tomorrow. Exactly, exactly. He would definitely sign up for that. So, But that is interesting. I hadn't thought about the the, the coaching part of that. Uh, Taylor Twoman's our guest, uh, lead analyst on MLS Season Pass on Apple TV, on the call for Saturday's Sounders LAFC match. Taylor, I, I can't have you on without asking about St. Louis City SC. What a start for them. Three games, three wins, all in unique and interesting and mind-blowing ways in the case of, of, of a couple moments there in the first two matches. Uh, not to mention the, the fan support and everything that, that looks like what it's going on down there. Uh, your thoughts on, on what these first few weeks have produced uh, from MLS's newest club? Yeah, St. Louis City's just out kicking their coverage right now. I think everyone that's been in this league, covered this league, did not expect to see three wins in the first three games. And yet in saying that, being from there, grew up majority of my life there, I knew what the support was going to be. I knew what that first home game was going to look like. So none of that surprised me, even though it may have been a little emotional, but from the play on the field, I think what has surprised everyone is all three games, they gave up the first goal, they had to come back, and yet, collectively, uh, you could make an argument that they're in the top three or four of MLS this year, not, not necessarily in quality, but more so just in cohesiveness and an understanding of style of play and being on the front foot. And the one thing that the national viewer is not going to know about St. Louis City is Lutz Fonenstiel, their sporting director, brought over seven, eight of their international players six months beforehand. 
They got their driver's license. They found out where they were going to live. They they figured out they, what life in America is going to be like. They played a few games in MLS Next Pro. So they got rid of that acclimation process that a lot of foreigners and a lot of expansion teams have to go through, and they tried to nip that in the bud. They did that. There's no real superstars. On the other hand, I think there's been some underrated and understated appreciation for the kind of player Klaus and Leuven and, mm-hmm. and Berkey as a goalkeeper. But all in all, three games, three wins, they would have taken that when a lot of people predicted them to win three games all year. Yeah. What do you think their ceiling is here in their first year? Playoffs. Uh, I don't think there's any denying that. And I said that before the season started. And so when you win three of your first three games, if I'm not mistaken, there's been 19 teams that have done that. And I think 18 of the 19 roughly uh, have made the playoffs. It may be 17, whatever it may be, but you follow my point. You get off to a start like that and it sets you up for, you know, on course to make the playoffs. Now in saying that, you and I both know we've seen this league where teams have started out great and then gone on 10, 11, 12-game winless streaks like Columbus Crew two years ago. So anything can happen, but when everyone is predicting you 13th, 14th in the Western Conference, that motivated this group, and I think that's why you're seeing the little train that could because now they're going to prove to everyone, wait a minute, what if we win 9, 10, 11 games? Guess what? We'll see you in the playoffs. Well, it's like what happened with Austin last year where all the pundits you know, write in in the MLSsoccer.com predictions, and then the, the head coach, like Wolf did, laminates it, puts it up in the locker room, and that, and that just makes all the players want to defy those expectations. So uh, perhaps we'll see that with, with St. Louis, but an impressive start. Taylor, last thing for you here, and it's another one where you know having you on the show we have to ask uh even though you know it's it's not the right time uh for or not the exact you know time of playing u.s soccer and the future of u.s soccer obviously in flux right now with the question at head coach what what do you think the answer is for that program both at head coach and with you know situations like geo reyna and you know how we start building this thing up to 2026 you know the all-important world cup at home how do you think you know what what is the answer for the program right now do you think i know it's a big question but it's a big question but it's only three years away yeah and so what's really nerve-wracking i think for many a people is that yeah you're already qualified for the world cup copa america gold cup and all those tournaments are going to be the only games you get to see your players you don't have a sporting director you don't have a head coach and so while rumors can be out you're interviewing this person or that person the clock is ticking and so i've said this and i'll always say it you got to shoot big for this world cup This is your self-proclaimed generation of players. Uh, Many of us believe this generation of player is one of the best, if not the best, that the U.S. men have ever produced. And so now they're going to be entering the prime of their careers in a World Cup in their backyard. I'd go for the biggest coach in the world that you can get, and then you find out where you go. I don't think it's a necessity to hire the coach now, but if you're telling me the sporting director – and you're still not going to have that because here we are, you and I are talking middle of March, yeah. and that's not ready to go by May. Then we're talking about some real question marks. I, I, it, it's a very interesting topic. You and I don't have hours to talk about it. I do, and I would. I just find it real interesting how quickly U.S. soccer, and in, in particularly the men's side, has become a very indifferent organization, and it's unfortunate mm. that the majority of the conversation worldwide is about a manager and a player that 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Simply had a disagreement, which you and I, I, I can tell you, it happens all over the world. It happens every single day. And yet that's the only thing that people are talking about regarding the U.S. men after the World Cup. That's exactly right. It's, it's, it's wild that it's been reduced to that. Uh, but I tell you what, you know, maybe we can have you on again later in the year after hopefully the U.S. have, have hired both a sporting director and a head coach and react and, and talk about the future of the program then. Well, we have to let you go, Taylor, uh, time-wise. I know you got to run. But listen, man, th- that, that is a topic that will be an ongoing one throughout 2023 for the United States. But uh, in terms of this week, have a fantastic call there for Seattle and LAFC. Very excited for what should be a really outstanding game there at Lumen Field. So thank you so much for the time, and uh, have a great call with Jake on Saturday. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on, my man. Be good. That's Taylor Twelman, lead broadcast analyst for Apple TV. And once again, you can watch the match between Seattle and LAFC that he is on the call for with Jake Zibin. You can watch it for free on the Apple TV app, or you can watch it on Fox 13 Seattle. And check out SoundersFC.com this week for radio station assignments. The Providence Swedish pre-match show starts at 1 o'clock, kickoff at 1.25. You can get your tickets to one of, honestly, the biggest matches of this season today by visiting SoundersFC.com. Tickets. And Saturday's match is powered by Wafed Bank. Go to wafedbank.com, pick up the Sounders FC debit card designed by Stefan Fry, and see why Newsweek awarded Wafed Best Big Bank. Well, so that will be a massive match. We'll talk about that more later on with Ari Lillianwall in our Sharp Vision Opponent Outlook. One other note before we take a break and get to Craig Weibel. That's at Sounders FC and Boeing are teaming up to support the Washington Youth Soccer Community Corner on Mass. Days this season. Join us in stadium as we welcome Washington youth soccer players and coaches to cheer on the Rave Green, courtesy of Boeing. So we'll take a break. We'll come back and have part one of our four part sort of get to know you conversation with the Sounders' new general manager, Craig Weibel. Um, we'll talk about the loss to Cincinnati, the first three games of the season, and kind of start to dive deeper into his philosophy and what he brings to the general manager spot. Uh, there is a lot to get to with Craig Weibel over the next month here on Sounders Weekly. So we have part one of that conversation coming up next on Sounders Weekly. Now back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM. Welcome back to Sounders Weekly. Jackson Feltz here. Good to have you with us on this just extremely beautiful Tuesday night here in Seattle. The sun is starting to come out. I saw this supposed to be 60 degrees on Friday. Finally, finally getting into spring weather should be beautiful for the match against LAFC on Saturday afternoon. You are listening to Sounders Weekly every Tuesday evening from 7 to 8 p.m. My name is Jackson Phelps. We bring you coverage on Seattle Sounders FC Soccer. I believe we're on the next Wednesdays, going to be uh, on Wednesday next week, so make sure to tune in for that next week. Uh, And good to chat in that first segment with Taylor Twelman, Apple TV lead analyst. They're doing the game Sounders against 
against LAFC this coming Saturday. Uh, check out the podcast in case you missed that. We still have Ari Lugenwald coming up later on tonight. But here in this segment, and for the next month, we're going to do a four-part series that's going to allow you to get to know the new Sounders general manager, Craig Weibel. Now, Craig used to be the Sounders sporting director. He used to play for the Sounders back in the A-League. Um, he is... From the region, I would say, and, and Taylor will get into that across this series. But over the next four weeks, starting with today, uh, Craig and I sat down this morning for about 40, 45 minutes. And you're going to hear that in chunks over the next four weeks. And it's sort of like a get-to-know-you series because Craig is a guy that taking over the GM spot, I don't want to speak for him at all, but he brings a lot to this position. Some things that Garth Lagerway did, some things that Garth Lagerway didn't, and different ways of doing things. Craig will get into that. He'll get into his philosophy and and how he's leaving his mark on the program and uh, how exactly this will be a different Sounders team under the helm of, of GM Craig Weibel rather than Garth. And there's some interesting things throughout these chats over the next four weeks that we'll get into. Uh, we started the conversation by talking a lot about where this team is at right now. Coming off of a loss to Cincinnati, saw two very good performances at home against Colorado and RSL. Big match against LAFC coming up. So you're going to hear all of that here in the first part of this chat. And then we start digging into how he'll leave his imprint as the Sounders GM. So uh, we started the conversation by referencing Ben. Back to his initial press conference back at the end of last year, or maybe in the start of this year, when Craig was officially announced as the Sounders' new general manager, one of the things Craig said was he wanted to bring you know a lot of people within the organization to light and have their names highlighted, have their voices highlighted as important people in that building down at Starfire that will then turn into uh, the new facility next year. And and I I started the conversation with Craig by saying, listen. Uh, I know that you want to shine the light on a lot of people, and we will do that throughout this year of Sounders Weekly. But I told him, listen, Craig, you're going to have to talk about yourself a little bit. Uh, it's part of my job. Ah. I guess I guess I can I can pretend to be narcissistic for a bit. <laughs> well, let's just start uh, quickly on, on the soccer side. Uh, you got a two-in-one start, um, two very impressive wins at home. Mm-hmm. Last week in Cincinnati, how do you evaluate the team through three weeks? It's It's balanced. I was actually more impressed with our road match than than with either one of the home. Um, you know, to go on the road and allow one shot on goal against a, a, a very disciplined, organized Cincy team is is a is a good thing. You know, it's 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 promising when you do that in the third week of the season. If you do it in the middle of the season, you go, ah, it's expected. But that was our first road test in a really really tough place to play. That stadium is cool. The fans are into it, and so um, I was really impressed with with the guys. Even though the result was zero one, I thought the tactics were really structured. I thought the players were very disciplined, and frankly, we had the chances to win the game. Yeah. So, um, you know, all three games so far have shown what we think we are, which is um, a, a a disciplined, structured pretty darn entertaining team. I yeah. mean, there were some moments in those home games that were that were just really, really fun to watch, 
regardless of your level of knowledge of soccer. I mean, there was there was about a 10-minute stretch in the second half of that RSL game where some of the passing, like, guys had eyes in the back of their heads. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty wild. Nothing went in the back of the net in that period, but you just look at the movement, and that's some of the best passing we've ever seen from a Sounders team. Yeah, and, I, and look, I, th- I think in any sport, any sport that you kind of understand or you're starting to watch or whatever it is, when you can watch it and it makes sense to you and you're a novice, that's a pretty darn high level. That's a really high level of, of soccer or football or basketball or hockey or tennis or whatever it is you choose to watch. When, you, when it makes sense to you as a novice, like those two home games made sense. And I nerd out a little bit and talk about the tactics at Cincinnati and I know it's a – but those two home games, there were moments in those games where no matter who you were, you could you could sit there and go, wow, right. that's a really, really good team. That is fun to watch. That was cool. Whatever that was, that was cool. That pass was cool. That shot was cool. And that that's where I think we are as a team. I think we're we're at a level where any given week we can be that impressive. Yeah, and now you have a big one against LAFC. Uh, Huge. I mean, that's a team coming in that obviously they're doing well in both Champions League and in the MLS schedule so far. What do you make of, uh, of of the team that took home all the hardware last year? I mean, I, you know, look, they've got great leadership. They've they've obviously been winning for for the better part of twelve months. Um, well, we're we're pretty good too. Yeah, I think it'll be a, it'll be a really good match, and and I think that. Much like last week, you know, we went and played what I think is going to be one of the Eastern Conference's top four teams in Cincinnati. You know, L.A. is going to be one of the top four in the West. It, it certainly appears that way. Um, and so I think we're going to be one of the top four in the West. Now, how that all falls out, who knows? It's, it's a matter of inches and a goal here, a goal there. But I think it'll be, it'll be super fun. It's two different styles. Of, of soccer, so not to get too tactical and geeky, but go ahead. Two different styles with their their super high press, and and you know if we can break that first line of pressure into that midfield third, which we have the players capable of doing, right. if we can break their their initial counter press, which is just a real fancy way to say when when your team loses the ball, how quickly do you press again? Uh, as, just to break down the yeah, go the, yeah, of course of yeah. Course. The, and, and so I think if we can break down that first line of confrontation and pass through, which we have the players and the ability to do, the game opens up. Yeah. And if you can open the game up against L.A. in terms of breaking into the midfield third and really isolating their back line, they've got some good defensive players, but we've got some darn good attacking players. This could be a very fun back-and-forth open type game if things start breaking that way. So um, we'll see how Saturday's game breaks. But uh, Craig Weibel here uh, in his office here at Starfire. Craig, let's now talk about you. Uh Um, Because from the sporting director title to now the general manager title, uh, after Garth Lagerwey departs to Atlanta, how have these first few months been on the job? They've been busy. crazy for me to say that because from the outside of course looking in it's like well there's only a couple player changes not really but um it's it's a structural change and and it's really um you know a little bit of the atmosphere here at starfire and here with the team uh you know we we didn't create another office we actually took an office and made it a conference room and so there's there's a few cultural changes it's been it's been really busy in terms of um, identifying kind of the nooks and crannies of where we can improve because when you're at a club like this where everyone's a high performer and everyone's a perfectionist 
that's the type of detail that that it takes so it's been a, a really busy two and a half three months but it's been a really productive two and a half three months because we're seeing short-term improvement in terms of psychology physical attribute of the players as well as just the day-to-day experience so you know it's been nice there's a couple things i want to follow up on the, the first is you mentioned the office going into a conference room mm-hmm. um having spent lots of time in garth logway's office i don't see the 1970s green couch made it from his office to here no no <laughs> that actually made it into the scouting department office oh, yeah that on that i mean that is like a staple of, of this place <laughs> you have to keep you have to keep the staples i mean that didn't go far that was a hell of a couch um, but you mentioned the psychology there, and a couple weeks ago we asked you. It may have been a you know, month ago or whatever. We asked you about the, the mark that you've left on on you know the, this team in your early part of your tenure, and you talked about you know just the opening the communication and, and talking like people and talking about things outside of soccer. And does that go to the psychology part you mentioned right there, and and you know kind of just having a, a different kind of you know culture around here maybe. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, the the club has done nothing but win, so I'm not reinventing any. You know, we're not reinventing soccer. We're not reinventing ops. We're not reinventing admin. We're not we're not reinventing anything here. We are trying to push against a brick wall, so to say. I mean, how do you improve something that all they've done is win? It, it, you know, you got to look for the, the the half an inch or an inch you can you can gain instead of the mile. And so, I think part of Part of last year's experience where we win the Champions League but we don't make the playoffs is, okay, there's a couple ways to approach it. You can come back with this massive intensity solely focused on this fact that we didn't make the playoffs for the first time and we have to make the playoffs. And you can use that as pressure to motivate or you can approach it and say, okay, let's, let's look at this a different way. That's an anomaly. We know it's an anomaly because it's been 13 years and happened one time and so why treat it as anything but and so rather than solely focus on it as a motivating factor as bullet as you know chalkboard yeah as as material like just move on in terms of the mentality of it is like look let's let's acknowledge why we didn't make it let's not focus on it let's acknowledge why we didn't make it and then instead of talking about that all the time let's just improve let's just take all those things and how do we improve? And I think Brian's done a great job with the coaching staff in terms of, hey, this did and didn't work. And I know you're at practice a lot. For those that aren't at practice a lot, it is different this year than it was last year. It's very different. The intensity, the level. The, and these aren't, these aren't critiques of last year so much as they are observations that were taken on board and really well thought out. And so there's a different structure. There's a different flow to the locker room. There's a different rhythm of how they're running each morning. And, uh, and that's more of when I talk about psychology, it's let's not try to reinvent the wheel every day. Let's get that let's, inch. Yeah, let's, let, but let's also try to keep it simple. I mean, it is just soccer. So that is part one of our four-part conversation with Sounders' new general manager, Craig Weibel. His first year on the job, he was the sporting director last year beside Garth Lagerwey. Garth Lagerwey goes to Atlanta. Craig Weibel is now the GM. And over the next three weeks, we're going to kind of continue to do this, get to know you. You're going to learn a lot about Craig Weibel. You heard some of his philosophy there on the job and how he'll leave his mark. We'll continue talking about that. You'll learn more about Craig as a person. There is a 
lot to get into here with what makes Craig Weibel a good fit to be the Sounders general manager and the things that he's going to bring to this position and bring to the club and hopefully lead this team to great success just the way Garth Lagerway did. So we'll continue with that, but there is part one of the conversation there with Craig Weibel. Before we take a break, I'll tell you that Sounders FC Soccer is presented by Providence Swedish, the official healthcare partner of Sounders FC. So we'll take a break, we'll come back and go around the league with MLSsoccer.com's Ari Lienwall. We'll get his two cents on the Sounders' loss to Cincinnati and a lot of preview for LAFC coming up this Saturday. He knows them well. He's watched them. What does Ari think of LAFC and, and do the Sounders have a shot to take down the big dogs? Back to Sounders Weekly on your home for Sounders FC. Seattle Sports Radio 93.3 KJR FM. Welcome back, everybody. Sounders Weekly, Sports Radio 93.3 KJR-FM. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday evening. Next week, I believe, will be on Wednesday night, but uh, Tuesday, Sounders Weekly here for this week. And one note before we welcome on Ari Lienwall for Around the League. Sounder fans, Bud Light was brewed to be a delicious and easy-to-drink beer. Bud Light, easy-to-drink, easy-to-enjoy. Pick up Bud Light at your local retailer today. Please enjoy responsibly. And now, as we are going to do every week here for the 2023 MLS season, joining us right now for Around the League is my good friend and writer for MLSsoccer.com, Ari Lienwall. Ari, welcome back to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Jackson. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, thanks for coming back on, Aria. A lot to hit to here. Let's start off before we take a look around the league and just get your two cents on Seattle's game. We hyped it up as a big game between the Sounders and FC Cincinnati. Uh, we thought it could have been 1-1 at the death, but uh, Yamar, that was a foul, and the goal comes off the board, and it ends after 15 minutes of stoppage time, one nothing Cincinnati. Uh, your takeaways from that game. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, that was a frustrating one from a Seattle perspective. I mean, I can give you my uh, reasons for concern and then uh, maybe some reasons why I'm maybe not as concerned yet. Start us off with Um, the concern. Okay, well, so the reason for concern would be, uh, I mean, didn't that feel like just a prototype 2022 Seattle Sounders? It did. I said it earlier. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can go down the checklist. You have... Handball that could have been called on Nick Haglund for a PK that was not awarded. There was the really unfortunate, ill-timed, unnecessary concession. And then there was the equalizer, which was scored and then waved off on VAR. So anyone who watched the team after Champions League last year, uh, it probably felt like you've seen that movie before. And uh, that is a little concerning. You know, it's only one game, but for it to kind of revert back to that after they started the season so well in their first road game, um, that's not necessarily what you want to see. All right, all right, so there's the vegetables. Now give me the dessert. Why isn't this a cause for concern? Well, I think 
the thing to remember here is that this is one of the toughest road games that Seattle is going to have to play mm-hmm. all season. I mean, Cincinnati is clearly, I think, an upper-tier side in the league now. Um, you know, we we all know uh, how good their front three is, but this, they're so much better defensively than they used to be. I mean, this team got three straight wooden spoons, I believe, to start off yep. their MLS existence, which means they finished bottom of the league table. Uh, last year, they kind of came into their own and made the playoffs, and this is the kind of year that they're supposed to be a shield contender. Um, and, you know, I think that uh, they, they certainly look like that so far. So, uh, and TQL is one of the most imposing home fields. So it was always going to be a tough game, a competitive game. And I don't think if you look at the game script, it really was exactly the same as a lot of those frustrating road games we saw last year. Mm-hmm. Seattle had their chances in this game. Uh, Jordan Morris uh, has that open netter oh. from a pretty tough angle that he yeah. barely misses. The Yamar goal, I mean, that call can go either way. I mean, I do believe it was. Yeah, a foul, it was a foul. And fairly waved off. But the, the point is, they're inches from taking a point in that game, which would have been a good result. So yeah. I don't see it as exactly analogous to last year, but I would not blame uh, any fans for feeling that way because there, there was a lot of kind of, we've seen this movie before vibe to it, at least for me. Well, we'll talk about Seattle's next game against LAFC in just a few moments on our Sharp Vision Opponent Outlook, but before we get there, Ari, we got to take a look around the league and other places. Um, I mean, obviously, we can bring up other takeaways. There wasn't too many massively surprising results. Atlanta dominated Charlotte. Um, You draw between Vancouver and Dallas. Philly beat Chicago at home. New York beat Miami. Uh, Toronto Columbus has a draw. D.C. Orlando draw. Minnesota, New York draw. Nashville beats Montreal, KC and LA Galaxy draw, and Austin beats Salt Lake. Uh, San Jose also beat Colorado, so that's around the league. I don't want to talk about really any of those, nothing too landmark. The big thing that we mentioned last week, and Taylor Twelman uh, of Apple TV was on the show just about a half hour ago, and he noted it as well. The big result is St. Louis goes to Portland and wins 2-1. to one. I mean, something something's in the water, Ari, with St. Louis City. Something's going on there because... Three games, three wins in three unique fashions. Uh, is this for real? Is, is this for real there in St. Louis? They did it again. They did it again. Yes. You know, last week I was on the show and I said that I didn't know how sustainable what they were doing was. Uh, and I still uh, am kind of waiting to, to get more games to see how sustainable it really is. Um, but the fact that they are 3-0-0 and they've taken three points in row games in Austin and in Portland, those are two of the hardest stadiums in the league to play at. And they not only got results, but they, they took all three. And, you know, this game, uh, it, felt, it felt a little less fluky. It wasn't like they were getting goals gifted to them in as egregious a fashion as they were the previous two weeks. They played Portland straight up and uh, got them 2-1 at Providence Park. So, you know, I'm I'm not I'm still not ready to make any bold proclamations that this is a shield contender, but mm-hmm. you can't take anything away from them. I mean, the the his, historical milestone that they checked off by going 3-0-0, the only other expansion team to ever do that was actually Seattle in 09. So, they equaled that. Uh and there's all kinds of other just kind of firsts for an expansion side to be 3 for 3 like that. I think they have the most goals in the league. So 
we're going to have to find out if this is sustainable or if this is just kind of the yeah. expansion team darlings are riding the good vibes with a hot start and maybe they'll come crashing down to earth. Um, but for now, they've taken all nine points that they could, and they are, uh, I mean, atop the West, atop the Shield standings. You know, their fans in the city of St. Louis, they should be on cloud nine over this because <laughs> no one expected this. They were picked to finish dead last by pretty much everybody during preseason. It's a wild story, yeah. and it's been fun to follow. I'm definitely tuned into their games every week at this point. Well, I think you're absolutely right that those fans should be on cloud nine. I know Taylor Twelman was uh, earlier in the show. It's it's just a, a you mentioned you said it right there, and I think you're dead on. It's a wild situation, and we'll see if it continues. Uh, but Ari, we got to get to LAFC uh, before we quickly take a look at Saturday's game. I, just really quick question here, and it might be an easy answer, yes or no, but I have to ask it anyway. Is an MLS team going to follow Seattle and repeat as MLS CONCACAF champions this year? Uh, I think LAFC has a great chance to, and I think Philly has a decent shot to as well. I don't don't want to make any guarantees, but I mean, when I look at LAFC, yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I easily see a team that that could win CCL. I mean, the level they're on right now is very impressive. Right. No, it is for sure. And that kind of leads us into Seattle where, I mean, look at what they did. They win the CONCACAF game last week, and then they follow that up by just obliterating New England on Sunday 4 nothing. So they can do it both ways in MLS and they're in CONCACAF. Uh, so for Saturday's game against Seattle, uh, 1 o'clock Providence Swedish pre-match show, 125 kickoff on our streaming station for the Sounders stream, also for free on Apple TV MLS Season Pass. So check that out as well. Uh, Saturday at 125 kickoff. So Ari, here we go. I mean, this this last Saturday was a great measuring stick for Seattle against Cincy. How do you think that this game goes for both squads here this coming Saturday at Lumen Field in Seattle? Yeah, I mean, I think this is an even better measuring stick. Um, this is the best team in the league right now, uh, bar none. I mean, you could put. Philly up there with them. I think most people had him kind of 1A, 1B going into the season. But what LAFC is doing right now, just so people understand, you're not supposed to be able to go on a road match in CONCACAF Champions League to Costa Rica against a very good team, blitz them 3-0 on their home field, come back on short rest, long travel, and then you have an MLS match against New England – that you absolutely obliterate them 4-0. I mean, you know, us as Seattle people, we all saw last year uh, what usually happens to an MLS club that's in CCL. And it usually drastically negatively affects your league form. I mean, you can (laughs) go through however long a history you want of MLS clubs in this competition. It's very, very difficult to maintain your level in league play when you're balancing it with CCL. The way I was thinking of it last year was uh, I wanted to see Seattle stay at 1.5 points per game in the league while they were in Champions League. They they did that for a little while and they couldn't, but they couldn't sustain it, and it ultimately kind of tanked their season. I mean, I look at LAFC right now; they don't they don't look like they're going to tank their season at all. Yeah. And you know, they've only played the one Champions League game, so let's see how they do once they get into it a little more and the grind of it maybe takes effect a little more and they, and they have to test their depth a little more. Um, but as it stands right now, they look ready to come to Seattle at pretty much full strength with all their big dogs and uh, make it a game between these yeah. two teams at relative full strength. Now, they might rotate a little bit. Maybe they start right. digging into their depth a little bit with this game. We'll right. have to see. 
Um, but assuming that they are relatively full strength, I mean, I think this should be a great game because it's really going to test Seattle's form of their first two games where they looked amazing. This is as high level an opponent as you could ask for to test which of those teams is going to show up. Well, you know, they have a CONCACAF game midweek, so we'll see how that shakes out in terms of the decisions for the lineups. But really quick, you mentioned the big dogs. No more Gareth Bale, no more Chicho. Who are the new big dogs? Obviously, they have still have some other big dogs, but who are the names that, uh, that Sounder fans are going to need to be watching for? And then the players, uh, specifically Brian Schmetzer, is going to have to worry about on Saturday. Uh, well, the guy to watch for LAFC right now is their French winger who they brought in last year named Denise Buanga. This guy is a serious problem for the league. He had a ha- he scored all three of the goals in that like one Champions League matchup I was talking about. He scored two, I believe, last night against New England. Very, very dynamic, powerful, fast. Looks like a pretty wicked finisher as well. Uh, he had one goal in the in the CCL game where it was just a it was just a rocket. Yeah. Um, so he he looks like an MVP front runner to be honest er, uh, early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you mentioned with Gareth B- with Gareth Bale leaving and uh, the turnover that they did have, I mean. He came in last year and looked pretty good, but he looks very, very scary this year, and he's going to be a huge factor in this game. If if he is in that same form at Lumen, it could be a long day for Seattle. If they can figure out how to neutralize him to the best of their ability, then they should like their chances of taking a result in the game. And I think there is reason for optimism that Seattle can do that in, in that if you look at the Cincy game, Disappointing result, but their front three of Brenner, Lucho, Acosta, and Brandon Vasquez didn't really get that much going in that game, I don't think. So that was a pretty big test that I thought Seattle's back line and uh, defense as a whole handled pretty well. I mean, they're going to have an even bigger test this week with LAFC, so... It's a great matchup to watch. It should it should be high level. It should be indeed. Ari, uh, we'll talk to you next week about whatever happens, and hopefully we're talking about a Sounders win, just coming from my perspective. And uh, we'll talk to you again about everything going on around the league. So thank you so much for your time. And once again, I'll tell folks that if uh, if you need more Ari Lunal in your lives, uh, keep listening to these interviews, because one of these weeks he's going to break some news uh, and, and tell you something going on. So uh, Ari, until then, we appreciate you joining us again this week, and we will talk to you next Tuesday. Tuesday. Sounds good. Thanks, Jackson. That's Ari Lillianwall of MLSsoccer.com. Good stuff there. And in talking about LAFC and the match this coming Saturday, tonight's opponent outlook was presented by Sharp Vision Modern LASIK and Lens, the official LASIK provider of Sounders FC. And again, this will be a massive match. Uh, as I said before, you can get your tickets to one of the biggest matches of the season today by visiting SoundersFC.com slash tickets. You can watch the match for free on the Apple TV app. Jake's and Taylor Twelman, who was on the show about 45 minutes ago on the call. You can also watch on Fox 13 Seattle. And check out soundersfc.com this week for radio station assignments. The Providence Swedish pre-match show will start at 1 o'clock. Saturday's match is powered by Wafed Bank. Go to wafedbank.com, pick up the Sounders FC debit card designed by Stefan Fry, and see why Newsweek awarded Wafed Best Big Bank. So that will do it for our show tonight. 
want to thank all of our guests. Uh, the first part of the four-part conversation there with the Sounders general manager, Craig Weibel, Taylor Twelman, as I mentioned, and Ari Lienwall as well right there. If you missed any of it, check out the podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just search Sounders Weekly or search Sounders Weekly wherever you get your podcasts. That will do it for the show tonight, so we will talk to you on Saturday, 1 o'clock pre, 125 kickoff. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.